How's it going, everyone? Tech here. On this episode, we talk about IndieNomicon, have a great interview with Jay Tholen of Dropsy the Clown, and we check out Avalon Lords, among many other things. This is episode 14 of the Indie Game Riot. Everybody is Josh and Jan. Yes, this is episode fourteen, and we have something a little bit, a little bit different. As Techno stated in the intro, we do have an interview today with Jay Tholen, who made Dropsy the Clown, uh, as well as uh, <laughs> I can't think of the. Uh, I have the other game name. Uh, oh yeah, Not, well that too. But Hypno Hypno Space Enforcer. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But first, as always. How's everyone doing? Uh, who, who wants to go first? Rev, you can go first this time. Uh, I'm well on my way to intoxicated. I haven't sobered up in the last two days, and uh, <laughs> I got a big mug of vodka and pomegranate tea to keep me going this evening. Um, no, I, things haven't been bad. Uh, I've been playing a lot of indie games, uh, including uh, a, a little game called Punch Robot that I want to talk to uh, Jay about later on. And... Uh, I, I had a friend who gifted me a USB 360 controller so I can plug it into my dying laptop and, and play games on a controller instead of having to deal with the dying laptop. To donate keyboards. to the to donate to the Rev's <laughs> technological failure funds, uh, talk to us. <laughs> talk to us after the show. Yeah, um, and and speaking, I should have probably done this first. I'm such a rude host. Um, well, yeah, we have Jay in the show, and we're actually, he, he said he's, he doesn't mind sticking around for the whole show, so he's not only interviewing, but he's also going to be a, a, a guest host. So, let's, let's, let's before tech goes, because no one cares about tech, um, we'll let Jay tell us how he's been. So, hey, how are you doing, Jay? Hey, I've been doing pretty well. Uh, I don't know, doing okay. I've worked all day long since, like, 8 a.m. on a cutscene, so... I, that, this is like my break. <laughs> nice. I'm glad we can. I'm glad we can take your mind off of uh, off of something that uh, might have been. Uh, yeah. To I ask you questions yeah. about said something later. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, well, I'm glad you're here, Jay, and I, I hope to get your opinions on everything. Um, and then, uh, how about you, Tech? If you must. Oh well, Jay was Jay was just about to say something. Oh. Oh, I just said thanks. Oh, oh. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> said, gotcha. No, um. Not a whole lot. I've uh, been talking to a lot of uh, game devs. I talked to this one guy, reached out to the community today. Uh, just been doing some, you know, managerial stuff for the Indie Game Riot a little bit behind the scenes. Uh, I also hiked. I uh, did another hike because, you know, I'm a big guy and I don't want to be as big of a guy. So. Well, hiking uh, is good. I can say you yeah. should, next time you go on a hike, you should wear uh, steel toed boots. Yeah, I wore my boots this time. Steel toes? Uh, they weren't steel toes. No, that, no, you gotta, they gotta be steel toes. Because I did that once. Yeah, yeah. I hiked, I hiked to a peak wearing steel toes, thinking it would be smart, so I wouldn't stub my toes on rocks. Not thinking, uh, you know, logically about the fact that I'm traveling, you know, like a thousand feet into the air, probably more, and uh, that they would be weighing me down like yep. a, at least ten pounds. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, that, I, I wore my... Uh, see, I have this lighter pair of boots because I go, I go hunting. And for those of you who don't like hunting, I'm sorry. Redneck. Deer is the best like the best meat you can get it's delicious i actually next had some yesterday <laughs> yeah next to next to next to baby because i'm a ball <laughs> <laughs> no um i wore these uh these lighter boots and unfortunately those lighter boots have like very little arch support so even though i was in like my street shoes that one time i did that hike and, and they're relatively intense hikes not super intense but it's about you know 500 feet up over the course of like you know a mile ish um but like the art towards the end, walking down that hill was just like, nope, my feet hurt so bad. This just, was an idea. That's when you just decide to roll like Indiana Jones Boulder style. For that whole rest of that night, I I was we uh, my girlfriend and I barbecued over at a friend's house. We had some venison. Um, I didn't wear shoes that entire time. We even went went to McDonald's, and I was like, <laughs> like I, I'm just gonna wear my socks in McDonald's because I don't want to get my boots out of the trunk. God, what a take them off. What like, a great workout. Let's go get so some McDonald's. Far, yeah. So far, I think all in one day, I've heard hunting, barefoot, barbecue, <laughs> McDonald's. I don't know, man. Walmart? Oh. No. Are you? <laughs> His name? Oh, yeah. Tech it. I'm surprised you didn't go to Walmart. It's like you're going for like the, the hillbilly the redneck. Good. Yeah. Well, I do have a I do have a, have a beard that is getting like disease. You know, you know what I you know, okay. I'm just no. Your beard is luscious. Your beard it, is no, luscious. exactly. <laughs> I was about to say, since when did beards stop being associated with ZZ Top and started to be associated with Duck Dynasty? Oh God! <laughs> because I hate Duck Dynasty, but no I like Duck top. Dynasty. I and so understand. I look at my beard. I'm like, okay, it's getting to ZZ Top. It's sort of it's not quite wizard, but it's getting there. You want to get, like, the wispy, like, Gandalf beard? Oh, dude, I want to get it, like, as low as I possibly can. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I I started associating that with, like, a rap song, but then... Oh, really? But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, How how about you, Josh? What have you been up to? Oh, hey, thanks, man. Um, Well... Not like the care. I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm going to talk like like someone does. And, uh, well, before the show, you guys in the live stream probably heard, but um, I or at least the ones that were here, uh, I have a baby coming. All you already know, because I've mentioned that in past episodes. But uh, it is definitely going to be happening this coming week. If it's not born naturally between now and Thursday, uh, my wife will be induced on Thursday. So uh, i got to talk to you guys a little bit after that, figure out what we're going to do. So Yeah, scheduling-wise, so we can figure out. Because, you know, it all depends on uh, if we go out, if she gets it done naturally, or if there's a C-section, because a C-section, I'm going to be there all weekend. So, so you know, we got to figure it out. But I will have a baby uh, by next episode. Next episode. Mm-hmm. Do you know what we're going to name it yet? What? Who, well, what? We, talked about this. We, we talked about what we're going to name it, right? Uh, what? We. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. Oh, because of the... Kai. Kai uh, that, I don't know. We've been going so back and forth. I swear, no. We were, like, a week ago, we were going to name him Rowan. Okay? Okay. And, um... With a with a Hawaiian middle name and Jade, before you get confused, my wife is Hawaiian. That's why. But anyway, okay. um, with a Hawaiian middle name, and then like last night, I'm laying in bed, wife's like, "So, what do you think of Kainoa or Kikoa?" The two Hawaiian names that we were thinking of. I'm like, "Really? I thought we had this settled." But I, I don't say that in my. I don't actually say that out loud because you know moodiness. You like sex? Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's not going to be happening for a while anyway. So. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, baby next episode. Congratulations, me. High five. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was me high-fiving. Um, any uh, any other little tidbits anyone else wants to say before we move on? Uh, Too bad. Indie News Injection. <laughs> Are you bored with the same old games? Yeah. Why, then give yourself an Indie News Injection. Thanks, Indie Games. All right, everybody, and the first and only piece of news that we have this week on Indie News Injection, we are talking about Indie Namicon. Uh, it is a get-together that happens once a month down in uh, Orlando, Florida, if I'm not mistaken. It was Orlando, correct? I'm trying yeah. to... Yeah. It was Orlando. Go. Okay, I'm not wrong. There are a lot of places in Florida that I... Uh, <laughs> there are a lot of places in Florida. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks, again, yeah. on Indie and, News. Um, <laughs> the, the next get-together is uh, Thursday, August 7th. Uh, where they get together with uh, indie game or like the indie community. Um, it's a family friendly event that they basically want everyone to come out to. They showcase games. Um, and it's actually kind of a lot like I, I was looking at their website and I was like, that's kind of kind of like what we do, only a little bit more, uh, you know, down to earth and get into the actual loop of things. Um, <clears throat> it looks like they're also sponsored by IndieBox. We are not sponsored by IndieBox. Oh, Indie yeah. IndieBox is, uh, they're our friends, man. We gotta, yep. we, we pimp them out when we can. So uh, go subscribe. IndieBox September is coming up. They've featured games like uh, Mac the Lion Tamer and My Imaginary, excuse me, My Imaginary Friends and the Thieving Tower. Um, and they need to update their website uh, because their next event isn't listed. But um, Jay has been to one of these or knows the people who do this. One or the other. <laughs> one or the other. Yeah, I, I I was the guy that was talking uh, two months ago. Something. Oh, awesome. I, was, I talked about my game there. It's not on YouTube yet. But. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's so sweet. so so they have monthly meetups. That's how this works. Not like a, it's not really. It's like, it's not like a, a normal convention where it's like every year it's a big thing. It's like a monthly convention, like a smaller one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they, they actually are in December, I think. Instead of having a normal monthly thing, they do the uh, Indie Namicon Expo. And okay. and it's like everyone shows their game at that. So they're trying to build that up, build the community over the course of the year, and then in December have their big event. Basically. That's awesome. They should talk about that on the uh, on the website. Yeah, I don't. Um, I guess I'm sure when it gets closer. Yeah, I'll yeah, probably start start talking. I, we actually, I actually learned about this um, through the the game jam that we just covered. Uh, the the Galactic Space Indie game. Galactic Jam. Way to Indie go! Galactic. Yeah, it's all the same guys with that and Indie Box. Most of those guys show up at all the Indie Nomicon. Like they're all they're based in Orlando too. So. Oh, that's awesome. Man, sucks to be in the middle of the east. <laughs> you know yeah. what? It used to suck to be here like two years ago. I I googled frantically and like I couldn't find any community for independent games. There there were there were um, IGDA meetings, but that do you you guys know what that is, right? No, no. Oh, independent game developers association. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. Never- and and there were meetups in like Tampa and Orlando, but they were super like uh, dry. <laughs> and and <laughs> I like I no offense to everyone who organized those, but they they really didn't have a sense of community. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't very good, and they were inconsistent, and they're pretty much dead now. So this is sort of a lot of 
a lot of members of that are involved in this. Um, yeah, I'm... do they do? Do they do kind of like the like mini panels? I know they present a couple of games that are, have come out, you know, at each one. But do they do they ever do like kind of a, a panel on like level design or sound design stuff like that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they've done any workshops at, at each of the Indie Nomicon events. Basically, yeah. it opens up with like some talking, and then uh, I hope I'm not causing that feedback issue someone's having. No, but anyway, shouldn't be. Okay, but anyway, uh, it opens up with some some talking, uh, just you know, people talking to each other, and then the people present their games, and I think it's limited to 10, 15 minutes a person, and then after that, they set up little stations, and you can go around and play the two or three games that were showcased, you know, for the night, and then you know that's the event. That's awesome. That sounds like yeah, uh, it's fun. yeah. community. That's that's the <laughs> I feel like that's the big push that they're having is bringing the important and exciting thing about it i love it it's cool it reminds me sort of like what we were talking about everything last episode like bitbash like uh people in getting people uh interested in indie games and yeah and you mentioned like not being able to find like a a, the indie game community in florida is kind of like um it seems like it's kind of what was happening in chicago is like a very underground thing but there is a pretty strong presence there if you know where to look and so it's, it's, it's good to see this sort of thing popping up because we're all for strengthening the community around indie games, not just for devs, but just for, for fans as well. You know, whoever loves indie games. Because one thing that we've experienced uh, in this community as, as gamers and doing you know, our, our, the journalistic side in um, VR podcast is it, the, the camaraderie among the indie game community is, is incredible. The amount of support. Because... Devs especially, they, they go through these, um, you know, the these hard times. You, you know, if you watch the, the indie game movie, you know, they, they pour their lives into it. They don't have money. And people understand where they're coming from. You know, other people who have created games and people who appreciate the ga- games. And they do their best to try and support them. So when you see these things pop up, it's just it just strengthens that sort of um, mindset. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Nope. That, that, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I, I like I like that it's it's not this competitive like I feel like it used to be this really like you, you if you go to an event it's more like every man for himself and you try to get the word out about your game and stuff. I love how it's shifted now to this like constructive like everyone helps each other. I don't know, it just has a good it feels really good. It feels, you know, down to earth. It's not like everyone's out there to try to make a buck, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. there are people who show up who may lean that way, but they either don't stay that way or no one pays attention to them because they don't want some <laughs> canned, like, yeah. thing, product or whatever. So, I don't know. It's pretty exciting. Absolutely. Do you um, know, out of, out of curiosity, uh, do you know if they have any plans on, like, streaming those? Because I know... I, I know that uh, the the organizers for Indie Three back in in June, uh, they've they've continued on and now they do a, a, a broadcast every week is what they're aiming for where they do a, a panel and then uh, you know trailer showcase each each week. Uh, but uh, I'm always curious to see more and more because you know what we what we hear about and I say we because I. I kind of help the moderate the community for the indie three group but uh you know 
what we hear about there isn't necessarily what might be hitting the news there in in Florida. Um, you know, do you know yeah. if they have plans on on streaming those? Maybe. I don't know. That's something I'll have to ask. We should, we should email them about that. Ask them about those questions. Yeah, I, I. So I'm guessing that they they don't right now because I don't know. You guys might know that more than me, but yeah. Uh, it needs a lot I of infrastructure. Yeah. Uh, they have one, basically one guy, one or two guys that have been filming stuff, and then they try to edit it and get it up on YouTube and stuff, but I don't think there's been any streaming yet. Okay. So, good, good idea for the future of Indianomicon. <laughs> I'll pass Not it along. As, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whenever I go to those things, I'll half the time spend the night at this guy's house out there, because I'm, I live in Polk County, which is... Uh, Tech, you'd be. Are you the guy that was hunting? You'd be at home in my. <laughs> I don't. I don't I know. I'm, I mean, I'm not. I, I hunt, but I'm not in the middle of nowhere. But I, I know what you mean. No okay. one's going to get yeah. this reference. But no, Polk County is like hunt. Perry County around here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like everyone makes fun of it for being meth. Meth. Oh, where you go yes. get meth, and it's like lots of hunting goes on, and yeah. you know, backwoods area. Nice. So it's like two hours to get to Orlando, and so. Uh, I basically try to spend the night somewhere if I go to those events. Um, and we were invited to Indianomicon. I mentioned that off uh, off the recorded version. Um, but, you know, I'd love to go if I wasn't having a baby. Um, so maybe maybe some other month. Hopefully it keeps up because um, I'd love I'm to. I'm sure it will. Yeah, I'd it, love to it go. It definitely has community now. Like, like I, people know each other. It's, it's cool. We could even we might be able to like radio in a talk uh, like we did with uh, Indy three. If maybe, yeah. Well, I don't know. That's up to them though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same. Yeah. Um. Any any other uh, thoughts on or anything to say on Indianomicon? Other than if you're in the Orlando area, the next event is uh, as I've said Thursday the seventh of August. Uh. So they definitely want to see you. Um. Tell us that we sent you. Tell them that Indie we Game sent Riot. You. Yeah. Indie Game Riot sent you. Um, they'll be they'll be hit probably, and they'll say who? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know those assholes on the internet. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, Indianomicon. Hopefully, we can all go. It's cool. Community is cool. But what I'm very excited for up next, we don't have a bumper for, so we're just going to go right into it. Uh, As since Jay is here, we might as well interview him about uh, his thoughts on indie gaming and uh, and his game, uh, Dropsy the Clown. So, um, Jay. How you doing? <laughs> He's all terrible. <laughs> like, asking questions this whole time. All of a sudden, it's about him and yeah. So oh, crap. spotlight on you. Um, so I mean, we were talking about we were talking about the community and everything like that. And how um, amazing it's been as far as the support everyone has for each other. Um, would you say as for the whole gaming industry, not just the community around any games, but the whole gaming industry? Um, would you say that uh, indie games have changed the gaming industry since they've you know really came around, um, or you know, and, and if and if so, how how would you say they've changed it? I would say yeah, man, like a lot. It's crazy because I think you know um, I'm sure you guys have talked about this a lot, but publishers wouldn't give anything a chance that didn't test well. But you, you can't really test for everything, you know? Mm. So we have, like, the, the these people just taking 
all kinds of risks on all kinds of different genres and themes and methods and stuff. And then some of it works as far in a sales way, you know what I mean? And so it kind of proves like Hotline Miami, geez, oh, like yeah. that game. I mean, yeah, bringing up a Devolver game, I guess I'm being a, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah, no, like it, 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 it sold like crazy. And, um, and let's see those guys like five years ago pitch that game to even a mid-sized publisher. They would not. I mean, just saying, oh yeah, we're making it in Game Maker or whatever. You know, that wouldn't uh, really we're doing a Unity game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even Unity has more prestige than Game Maker. You know, but yeah. uh, that wouldn't have that wouldn't have worked back then. But but I, yeah, I like it. It's it's kind of neat. Um, it's kind of funny to see um, these bigger publishers opening arms, indie arms, or like. Uh, Dang it, I want to sing that Creed song now. No. Um, but, um, <laughs> no, but like opening, you know, oh yeah, oh, oh. but opening uh, like sub companies for like indie titles or just going all the way over there. Uh, like, geez, what's popped up? I mean, Majesco opened up Midnight City. Uh, have you guys heard of that? I have They're not, working. actually. And then Double Finds publishing indie games now they have their little yeah. publishing arm and then like and like of course devolver i feel like we're one of the first to sort of sign little guys and you know take risks on mm -hmm. little guys you know and see if it would work out but it's really neat it's working out definitely well for for indie devs with the uh publishers signing you know the the smaller devs and everything like that and they i mean obviously it's all they see how much money you know, indie games can make when when they're good, um, so it's kind of you know they're they're trying to jump on a bandwagon, but you know it's a win win situation because yeah that's what you're all working for. You don't you you're you might be a starving artist, but I'm sure you don't want to be a starving artist for the rest of your yeah. life. You know, so um, I actually have a question that goes along with um, Jay with what you were talking about. Uh, recently, you right before your Kickstarter ended, you did get picked up by Devolver Digital as a publisher for Dropsy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like, tell us about that. Like, how did that? How did that go? Did they like reach out to you? And do you like? Are you happy with uh, what they're doing? Yeah. I mean, um, okay. So, I think it was right after Rock Paper Shotgun. I don't know if it's related, but right after Rock Paper Shotgun covered our Kickstarter, um, I got an email from them, and they're like, "Hey, you want to Skype? Your game looks pretty cool." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, you know, that's a pretty big deal for yeah, that's a, guy. a big magazine. Like, yeah, like me. So I was like, um, so yeah, Devolver emailed me and they're like, hey, you want to Skype? We want to, you know, we're interested in your game. And I did a quick Skype and I was very surprised at how little they like background checked me, so to speak, <laughs> before, you know, signing me. I guess they just liked the character. They thought it was good and stuff. But uh, because, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm like a guy... I, I, I dropped out of high school in my second year of 12th grade because I was I had horrible like ADHD problems. I like had this I'm 27 now. So like the past uh, 10 years almost of my life has been bouncing around telemarketing jobs and getting fired and then trying to work on games and you know all this like and I just I, I live with my dad. Jeez like yeah. like what are they are they crazy but but like I'm so thankful, like, that they picked me up 
because I know very little about the marketing end of things. And, and it was just crazy. Like, yeah, I just get an email and it's like two weeks later, like I signed, you know? So, and then I announced it on the Kickstarter. So I don't know. Yeah, that's, I'm happy with them. They're very hands-off, which is really like, a, it's nice, you know, it's nice. But at the same time, it makes me, it creeps me out a little bit. <laughs> you're just waiting, they're, they're you're just waiting so, for the hammer to fall, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it, it's, it's like having a girlfriend <laughs> that you that, that doesn't really tell you what she's thinking all the time and then so you're like um and you know i'm sure i could ask them but see i don't i kind of don't want to at some point <laughs> during development when it's a little rockier you know but you know and and you're like oh god i hope uh, i hope this is okay they haven't really said anything you, you uh, every like- now and then they'll say you know you need some help or anything but mostly it's very hands-off there's like you know, do your thing. Do they so. like push you for, for deadlines and everything like that? Or are they even, they, there are it? milestones, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, <laughs> um, we had to restructure that a little bit to, but we're still going to get the game out by the end of the year. Like I'm working my butt off to mm-hmm. make sure that happens. But, it's good. Um, awesome. you, you heard her first indie game riot, slowing down a game development. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get, we're going to get an email from them, but it's not going to be nice. Like how dare you take up his time? Yeah. Like, exactly. a, like the jealous girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I worked like eight. I worked like twelve hours today, so I think I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a question. I, it- I, I I went through a lot of your. Forgive me. I, I know it's kind of stalkerish, um, but uh, I, I but I have your of- social security number. <laughs> Just the last four. Um, no, I, I went through and, and I listened to a lot of your music and, and I watched a lot of the videos that you've put out. And you have a uh, blatantly obvious talent for music. And as, as somebody who's a fan of, of pretty much prog rock and, and everything that you do like fits perfectly into my kind of tastes of music... Um, what what specifically drew you towards indie game development as opposed to say a career in music? Okay. Um oh geez, this is gonna make me start a life story. I gotta write a <laughs> notepad. He asked me about uh why I wanted to go to indie game development. Okay. So um Okay. Just so I don't get off track too much. Um so basically I wanted to do that since I was really young. Do you guys know what click and play is? Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly what click and play is. Yeah. Um, so it, it it's a little program that was packaged with Sim Tower. Uh, well, that's how I got it. And it was like a little um, event-based game-making program where it's like it you can make these objects and, you know, you draw them and then... If ball collides with wall, then bounce. And it was like just a visual event system, and it was it was probably one of the first of its kind. You know, it's like Game Maker, similar to that. Right. And um, so, I got a computer in 1997 after begging my parents for a little while. Like, what was I? Yeah, I was 10 years old, and that was one of the first things I got was like Sim Tower. And so I installed Click and Play and started tinkering around with it. And um, and basically that's when I started doing pixel art too, because you had to, you know, there wasn't there wasn't really any fancy programs that came with Windows, and I was pretty poor. Windows ninety seven. So, <laughs> right. 
But, you know, so I, I started doing art for my little crappy games. And then I eventually got the internet, like, in when I was 11 or 12. And, um, not, and that enabled me to use Dragon Ball Z GIFs. I say, guh, sorry. If you don't, don't we, think we do it. Don't it's correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so, so I, that enabled me to, like, steal Dragon Ball Z GIFs and, like, make the games with those. And then I was like, you know what? That's a little unoriginal. So I dumped those and started doing my own art again. And and then I got into the community, the Click community, uh, centered around their programs. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Games Factory came out. And then Multimedia Fusion came out after that, the same line of programs. And um, that's where I met the programmer for Dropsy 2 back then. Uh, we were both pretty young. And, and so I got into it then. And then all through high school until like, until like I was 18, I kept making like garbage, terrible games. Uh, they got better, but they were still bad. And um, and then like I said, I had to drop out and get telemarketing jobs, and that kind of drained me. Like I was just trying to figure out how the, to survive. The soul sucking jobs. Yeah, I yeah, I know exactly and, what you're talking about. Yeah, in my car, like I I had this 1989 or 1990 Tempo, like Ford Tempo, for a long, long time. Um, <laughs> and I and I upgraded to a 1996 Plymouth Breeze, which I have right now. Uh, but um, but basically, like yeah. Long story short, I was like, Mr. Poor Guy, struggling. Those jobs really do suck your soul out. Like mm. you, you have no creative energy left. When you get home, so I was kind of like, eh. I don't have time to work on anything that I want to. And then that's when music kind of came in because it's a little bit of a less intense, like chilled out, less worky body with a lot less effort. Yeah. And and then like in in late high school, I started getting into music genres like prog rock and and it it just turned into a web of like exploring all these weird, you know, subgenres and stuff. And then I got into that a lot, got into a few bands, started picked up keyboard and ukulele and and then um in 2008 i made a choose your own adventure game on something awful i don't know if any you guys yeah 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 okay um and and it was like a a forum game so i drew a panel and it was dropsy and and dropsy was a sprite a boss sprite for one of the crappy games i made you know back in the day and so I repurposed the old the old boss sprite, which which is Dropsy, a crappier version of him, and um and made a choose your own adventure with him. And I sort of made him endearing instead of like a horrible clown Scary monster. Clown. <laughs> yeah. So so I made it. I kind of made him cute in a way, like like, I, like a like a retarded kind of cute, right? In a way, though, though I don't. I wouldn't say he's that. Uh, that's well, should... talked about in the game itself. But mm-hmm. um, what were you gonna say? Oh, I should say maybe not retarded, but like, uh, what's a good word? I'm trying to think of a good word. Slow. No, I'm not He's like eternally yeah. innocent. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Naive and yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of guy. But uh, his why he can't talk and stuff, and why he looks like that is explained in in the game. And I've like this since 2008. I've like I kind of designed that character like that. So it's gonna be cool for people to finally see like his origin and all that stuff. But um, yeah, basically 2008, I started doing those, and then the Something Awful guys were like, hey, you should make this and do an adventure game, because it looks like one. And then I was like, eh, I don't got time for that. And then uh, in, 20, <laughs> okay. in 2011, like I, I started a little Kickstarter 
it was for $225, so I could buy the newest version of like the click and play, which was Multimedia Fusion. And then I started working on it. And then I realized last year that I wanted to make this like a big game. And, and I, did, I, I got better at art, so I wanted to just revamp all of my art. So I was like, you know what? Let's just do another Kickstarter, make it a big, big shebang thing. But but yeah, okay, that's my answer to why did you get into indie games? Okay. <laughs> there you go. It's because while you answered while you answered that along the way, you like wiped out about two thirds of the shit <laughs> yeah. that I had grabbed. Uh, them. No, no, it no, was perfect cool. because there was going to be stuff like, hey, you said in, online that in 2008 you did a click choose your own adventure game, and what? brought you to doing it as an actual game and then yeah you I like promise it. I wasn't reading your Google Doc. <laughs> <laughs> no no you're totally fine. It was it was it was perfect. Um well on the just going back on the 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 whole inspiration to getting into game development. Uh do you you mentioned uh Sim Tower. Do you have any games that have been kind of inspirational to you um you know recently or not? You know, like yeah, any like, any um, heroes in, in indie development? Okay, well, one, and I hope the guy never listened to this, but I like <laughs> Tim Schafer's writing. I like his characters, and I like his stories. Uh, they're so good and so colorful. Um, but I almost feel like he should be like a filmmaker uh, because, I like, mechanically, I, I'm always like, oh, God, I suck it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was a quitter. I was like a bad gamer. I hate the <laughs> word gamer, whatever. But I was like a crappy. You're like the table flip guy. I quit. Like, I wasn't even a rage quitter. I was just like a play two minutes. Oh, this is too hard. I quit. <laughs> or find cheats somewhere, you know, type of guy. So I liked the worlds, though. I liked the stories. Um, Dropsy might be a little more walking simulator than some people would like, I guess, you know, when it comes out. But it's still puzzly. It's like it's like halfway between Walking Simulator and Adventure Game. Well, because it, really, a story somehow. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean. Well, I mean, na- those games. Well, I was gonna say nowadays. Oh, go nowadays, games are not less not less gameish, but a lot more um, interactive. You know, film essentially. You see a lot of games that are just about story. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that because people are people are reacting positively that sort of thing yeah. so we've even reviewed a game uh stranded like yeah stranded which is basically just <laughs> talk about a walking simulator exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um but i mean th- yeah go ahead sorry <laughs> oh um i i probably i got off course probably so you know it's glad i'm good glad that you guys you know so Tim, Tim, Tim Schafer was one of your one oh, yeah. of your heroes. Uh, and yeah, he- I, I loved his games, man. Like just the worlds, the characters, the stories, really rich. Uh, Earthbound came late in my life. <laughs> Sounds like a marriage. Anyway, Earthbound, <laughs> I, I I found it late, but um, I had always known I would like it based on what I'd seen, and I just played it like I don't know two years ago something like that mm. and i was like oh my god this is everything i've ever wanted so that has a big influence on me just in the surreal um elements like where there's a one pixel bee who's like the most powerful being one of the most powerful beings <laughs> in the universe and like he just 
he talks to you and then he's like, I'm dead or whatever. And it's just like the best little like, what, why? But I love it. And I love its take on culture. It just approached yeah. so many things that games never even tried to touch on yet. And it was then. a fun game. Yeah. Good oh, point. yeah. <laughs> um, so did you expect to make $10,000 over your uh, over your goal when you... Uh, hit you started the kickstarter or even like like maybe the weeks beforehand you're just like all right you, you budgeted out you know this is the amount of money that i can fathomly you know earn to make this game in a timely fashion did you expect to make almost twenty five thousand dollars yeah no i didn't um so <laughs> i had a failed i had a failed kickstarter over the summer before that one succeeded i don't know if you saw it yeah, but um, that one I I set the goal to twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and um, which is funny because that one failed. I learned a lot of lessons. I made a lot of friends and stuff while I was doing that one. Do you guys know about Massive Chalice? Uh, I'm not, not familiar know. with it. No, it's Double Fine's other kickstarted game that they kickstarted, and it's like a it's like a turn. It's like a medieval version of XCOM almost. Oh, okay. But- Massive Chalice. Wait. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just got the so- name of that. Anyway. <laughs> my kick- my first failed Kickstarter was going on while that one was ending. So I got uh-huh. on their ending live stream, which I'll link you guys to. And I wrote a little song about their game. And then like uh, Chris Remo was on the stream. And so was Brad, uh, the guy that's designing that that game and and so i like sang about brad's beard and other such things and his game and then i was like wait a minute drawing up i gotta tell you guys about my game and they're like okay you have a minute and so i was able to do it but it still failed even with that and then and then um but that helped me make a lot of friends and stuff learn about kickstarter and then in october i started the second one and i set the goal to ten thousand lower and i was gonna just not hire certain people if i didn't you know and just do do everything myself and release it later you know and um i the only thing that would have been for was a programmer that fourteen thousand, you know minimum and then um but then the kickstarter made 24 9 so which was basically the first goal you know (laughs) nice (laughs) yeah it was it was neat i actually uh talk about i actually discovered you through indie box so um because we, we, we interviewed James, the, the, the president of the company, on uh, Indie 3, and I saw, and we follow the company on Twitter, and I saw that they put, this is for a question, I don't want, I, I don't want to cut Rev off of his question turn, but I saw they were going to put Hypnospace Enforcer into the Indie box, so that's how I found out about Dropsy. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, that's good. I hope a lot that happens with a lot of people then. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, we've, been, we've been pimping it out. So, sorry, you were gonna say I didn't mean to cut you out. Oh no, I didn't. I was just saying. Uh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, you, you've you've during the process of that answer, you also answered one of my other questions. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and skip to to something. Uh, on our on our last episode, we talked about the Galactic Space Jam. Um, and out, out of all of the games that I played, and this this might sound like I'm brown nosing, but for anybody that knows me, I don't 
like do that sort Rev of thing. Like it is exactly. <laughs> um, and one of the one of the favorite pieces that I from that game jam was this tiny little game called Punch Robot. And as I was researching you for for this interview, I discovered that you were the person that created that. So a thanks, thank you for that. It was definitely fun and 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 I enjoyed it. Did you do it? A did you do it all yourself? And to as a corollary to that, would you consider making it a rhythm game? Like, and God, if you, I want, I wanted to. Is that your question? Because I'll just start. <laughs> yeah. Like, what what kind of problems would have prevented you from doing it into a rhythm game if you had wanted to? All right. So here's like I did not want to do art during that jam. Like art was I was like I'm not doing any art. I know. Someone will probably want me to do pixel art. Not sounding cocky, but like that's kind of what I'm usually sign up for at those. So, mm. so someone would. I was like, oh no, but I, I was like so tired of pixel art. Like I was, I'm trying to pull like ten hour, at least eight ten hours a day. You know, gets tedious. Yeah, and and and, and it gets. And I wanted to do music, which honestly I have a lot more fun recording music. I just I like it more, the process more. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I only want to do music. And then for the first two days, I only did music. I was like, okay, this guy did an astronaut Nobaka, you know, the anime dating, uh, oh, Mars yeah, yeah. dating sim. I did the theme song for that. Uh, oh. I did the, the girl anime singing. That was me singing. Um, and then <laughs> the. Uh, wait, wait. Uh, can you give us? Can what? you give us like a real quick? To put you on the spot. Oh, just listen to it. I don't oh, remember. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I just you can yeah. play it. You can play it. You can cut <laughs> cut right here and play a little clip or something. I don't know. But um, and and then I don't remember. I seriously don't remember the lyrics. I I did so many songs in like a short amount of time. And then I did Skeleton Cruise music, uh, because there was a girl that played French horn there, and I'm like, man, French horns. Are so awesome. Outer space, yeah, and awesome. <laughs> but like, I played one for eight years. <laughs> they are, they very are awesome. Space. You are right, and 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 they always make me think of outer space. So I was like, I gotta get this girl's French horn recorded. No one else was gonna record her poor French horn. So I did music <laughs> for another game, and then I did music for a third game that wanted disco or something. And then <sighs> it was the last day. There was like seven hours left, and I had this little sketch I made of like a robot, you know, partially covered in sand. I'm like, dang, I should use that. And then I was like, I only got seven hours or whatever. But let's see. So I opened up Multimedia Fusion, which is, you know, the click and new click and play, basically. And I was like, I can do something really quick. I can do it. And then it was so stressful. I had no sleep at that point. I was like, I felt like I was going to die. You know, (laughs) and and, but I, I got a crappy version before the official deadline which was like six o'clock that day even though they left submissions open a while and then and then put it up there but i went up it was in the orlando science center and it's very like echo chambery so i had to go break i didn't break in but i snuck into like some classroom (laughs) it was just the entering part of bne to record (laughs) and stuff and so so yeah that was that was kind of rewarding to make that in that amount of time if you guys downloaded an early version like the text doesn't sync up with the words or whatever which i fixed the day on, after on, on the version that i i was 
demoing it, uh, it, it, it seemed to sync up pretty well. But I did, okay, you got the you got the updated one then. Would Would you ever consider going back and and modifying it to uh, to into a rhythm game? I that's something after Dropsy that I do want to make. I even drew a little sketch with like multiple robots in the sand. Oh, that's mm -hmm. awesome! And like one has an afro, and like one has one one is just a tiny little sliver of metal that just like squeaks something in or something, and then. <laughs> But I thought, man, that would be really fun. Like you're a space detective and there was some crash where all these robots crashed in the sand and you got to put together some story and rhythm. I That was what I was going to go for at first was make it a rhythm game. But it really, it's it was too complex to program in that, the amount of yeah. time. I, I know how that works. I've done um, like 72 hour film fests. And by that last day, you're, you're just on go. You're like, I can't stop. I haven't eaten in six hours. I haven't slept in 22 hours. But I mean, like, you know, this sound has to be recorded. So I'm going to take my audio recorder, throw myself up against the car and put that into sound for someone getting yes. hit by a car. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, and then it's like, I don't have time. I, this needs to be done. <laughs> so I, I, feel, I felt I feel, like I was dragging myself. Like, I don't know. It was so hard at the end, but it, it was worth it. So. Yeah. Um. So. You know, you're no one, as they say on the internet, you're never supposed to read the comments. Ever. Uh, never read the comments. But, <laughs> and you've been listening to that, right? Probably not. Um, uh, yeah, because I didn't read, I probably didn't read what you're talking about right now. Oh, no, no, I, 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 I didn't read the comments either. Uh, but, like, what were some, uh, do you know of any criticisms that you've gotten uh, in regards to Dropsy? Like, has, has anyone ever, like, tried to be like, this game sucks? Uh, yeah, um, oh god, okay, so there's, there's, the laugh. there's three things, uh, the first thing that's very common, which doesn't really bother me, is pixel art, oh, that's from uh, a long lazy. time ago, yeah, that's lazy, and oh my god, if they knew how much time I spent, I, I'm, I'm, I would preach about this a long time, but pixel art, I feel like, is more of a medium, it's not like a style, because you could do blocky, old like atari or you could do almost digital paintings i mean like you know you could you could, you could do a lot of styles within pixel art it's just low resolution one for one first of all i personally think dropsy is beautiful looking yeah um, pixel, pixel art or not and to compare it with another game that's very popular that i don't hear very many people bitching about uh most recently shovel knight talking about yep. like snes oh god type. i love yeah. Yeah, Shovel has a smaller resolution uh, in terms of that than than Dropsy, and no one's complaining about that. So yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's something I expect. I've seen it yeah. about other games, and the, but the funniest, weirdest one was on a PC Gamer article about uh, the game. Some guy called it uh, liberal propaganda, <laughs> which. which uh, if anyone knows me, and especially whoever, who was it that listened to my music? Uh, was, Rev, yeah. Okay, if any of you, if if you listen to enough of it, you would know that I have a pretty uh, big theological thing to my output, and and Dropsy is is somewhat uh, a Christian metaphor in a few ways. And and so um, it's not going to be on the nose or like Tropsy's not Jesus or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But but because I hate that too, and that's kind of why I'm so you know the whole Chronicles of about. Narnia thing. Yeah, yeah that that's, that's I was just going to mention my Aslan. style. Yeah, yeah, it's not my style too much. But um, but 
I do feel like that stuff doesn't if people do try to implement it, they do it in such a terrible way that it's just very poorly represented in, in games. But anyway, the guy called it like liberal propaganda and stuff. And the only like, you know, I, a lot of, to me, conservatives or whatever, by and large, also identify as Christian. So it was really weird to hear that <laughs> about my game. Though I don't know if I would necessarily identify it as a conservative myself but i wouldn't call it liberal propaganda that's but fantastic that weird. you could find it you could search well, I think gamer. My, my guess to that is that they saw how how like just from the the not knowing anything about it, they probably saw it and like oh that looks really trippy the guy must be doing acid you yeah, know like, <laughs> there, there are a lot of colors he must be in with the gays <laughs> maybe no, yes the article had a uh a, a big emphasis on love uh, that yeah. transcends, uh, I don't know, appearance or like the thing about the character is I'm trying to make him look. I'm trying to make a character that the world, the world you're in, like hates you. Like they don't like you. You're 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 um, reviled uh, unjustly, basically just because of how you look. Like like you're an unattractive like creepy looking clown and any of us would probably walk across the street if we saw this clown coming you know toward us but i'm trying to to like subvert like the hero thing where you're you're just like a powerful you know right. Right. hero in the game world and every you're bringing justice to this world or whatever but you're you're, you're you kind of do bring justice to the world but it's through this naive goodness and like everyone thinks there's some kind of seedy creepy bad undertone to like dropsy like oh what it, if it, at the end is he gonna be a murderer or something no he he really is just a really good kind-hearted I, clown. I, I and, really and, and like oh go ahead no go ahead no, no, you got it. Uh, uh, that that was it. I was just gonna ramble. So I was just, I was just gonna say, like, I really love how relatable that that you're making, how relatable you're making the game because you're you're right. There's, I mean, not that it's a bad thing that that they make. You know, it's it's nice to escape into a game where you can do all these crazy things with powers and whatever. But yeah, I I personally love something that's so much more relatable where you can put yourself in the shoes of that. Um, maybe I don't. I, I'm not saying I look like a creepy clown, or maybe I do. I, don't I know. was gonna say. You look like I I guess I could. I when I have my big hair, maybe. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but actually, that that kind of leads into one of my questions about Dropsy is a lot of a lot of indie developers put something about themselves into the game. Um, hearkening back to um, uh, Edmund McMullen. In, in Meat Boy, he, you know, the interviews during the indie game movies talked about how a lot of it was from his childhood, that sort of stuff. He, get, he, he a lot of his games had to do with that sort of thing. Um, have you done, have you put any of yourself, your, your personality or something that, an anxiety of yours or anything like that into Dropsy? Or is it more of a uh, kind of a off the wall type of thing? I'm sure on some like subconscious level, like, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I planned anything like that. Though, when you're writing a sympathetic character, you can't help but, like, try to put things that you're, you know, you have in your life, you know, mm -hmm. in, into it. So, there's definitely going to be some of that. And, and like, I have this big obsession with Mr. Rogers. 
<laughs> which, like, theologically, that guy, like, I, I think he, he should be, like, listened to more by churches, his approach to things. But, um, uh, also, side note, go, like, search the video of, like, Fox News, like, saying Mr. Rogers is evil because it's kind of funny. Fox anyway. News. <laughs> God, talk about, talk about weird, yeah, talk about weird-ass yeah. conservatives, man. Okay, but anyway, uh, so, so, yeah, there's definitely, like, definitely some of me in there I, I like I'm, I'm big on like this this uh thing about like love or, or gentleness being a tangible powerful force like instead of returning evil that is done to you or or hate that is displayed to you with more Violence like stuff. yelling back or more hate or whatever you 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 respond with gentleness people do not expect it you know and and so I I think of that like sort of philosophical idea uh you know is definitely gonna be in there because that's kind of what i try to do you know so, so know. this this is starting to sound more like a game that there was was it it wasn't it was after we talked about accessibility jam um about games with like anti-bullying games or like game do you remember that josh rev you remember yeah that? yeah yeah, th this sounds like it would just fit perfectly in that. Well, it, like, especially like the, it wasn't the accessibility jam. Um, that was about disabilities. You're talking. You're thinking of like uh, Sumo Boy and yeah, yeah. we're talking about Sumo Boy and then yeah. um, like two games after that. Yeah, th th I I've not like heard of that. Simon Carlson's game. Uh, yeah, was also coming out like that. Song for Vigo. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Song for Vigo. That's right. I feel like this might, like, I guess maybe a little bit more subtly fall into a similar category where uh, people sort of have to find themselves in the game by finding, you know... Everyone finds their own message in, yeah, in what exactly. you're trying to... Yeah. Especially, yeah. like, I was yeah. I was blown away by how you described communication and, like, I saw it and I'm just like, that's genius. Like, I, oh, yeah. like, I love that. I, we're actually changing it a little bit. Sorry. No, <laughs> no it, it's it's the same thing, but instead of like multiple bubbles, there's gonna be well, there may be multiple every now and then for like punctuation and stuff. There's gonna be. It was very hard to do prepositions. Like it was so hard. Oh yeah. So we're doing very low frame rate animated bubbles. So you might oh, like okay. let's say a guy is saying he lost a lot of money, like a homeless guy. You would see like little money like burning it's just like a four frame okay it's the same thing essentially but yeah but yeah i, I really I like wanted to make cool. so. it as universal like as i possibly could so that's what i want with that that's fantastic that's awesome uh, so i have I, I only have one one more major question, and uh, I bolded and underlined not really i just added a bunch of exclamation marks and question marks to it but uh when does Dropsy release? I I can't wait. <laughs> okay, the tentative date is December 1st. That's what I'm hoping for. I can't say that for sure, but okay. that's what um, that's what I'm shooting for. I'm going to be at PAX Prime, if any of you guys are near there, uh, which is really... <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to go, and then they emailed me, and now I have like the ticket. That's so awesome. So I'm going, and I better jealous. get this stupid game... Yeah. Uh, game out uh, to a, a playable good fun state so for that would but you yeah. say though definitely at least like winter 2015 oh god yeah it'll All be right. way before that yeah. um well That's i think 
I think one more question before before we move on to like the rest of the show because I I could we could probably ask you questions for you know the rest of the freaking night. Yeah, but, I, I swear, like I just keep um, hearing you talk. I'm like, I want to make a movie about you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was more entertaining than than uh, than the indie indie movie. Yeah. So, um, the last question I have is: Do you have any uh, advice for aspiring indie devs out there right now? Yes, I love this. God. <laughs> okay. So I'm sorry. I get off. Um, like, it, it, the, the thing that bothers me so much is when people are like, oh, or I don't know, when someone used to draw or someone used to do something creative and they're like, yeah, but that's not my thing. I'm not really a, I'm not that type. I'm not an artist. I'm like, God, you dummy. Like, just do stuff. You know, don't stop doing stuff. Like, that's like the biggest thing. Just do not stop doing the stuff. Just do the stuff. As long as you Keep love going, it, right? you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, if it's something that you... you Like, I feel like people have this idea, and indie games, like the indie game communities, I think that's why I love them so much. They're helping break this, but of professionalism. Like, you know the imposter syndrome? People think, like, yep. oh, I'm not a real artist. I'm not a real... Oh, they have to compare themselves to everyone yeah. else that's yeah. already made it. Yeah, like, I don't have a degree. I don't have a... I don't, I can't afford this expensive program that people use. Right. Like, whatever you can say, like, that doesn't matter. Just, you have this inherent, like, thing in there, and you, you know, you can do something. So, so keep doing it. I, I hate when people give up on stuff. And that's why, like, when my family, or, like, I don't know, a while ago, like, because I still live with my dad, that's shameful, but my <laughs> sister had a few of her little like I don't know finger paintings or drawings that she did a while ago sitting next to the garbage can mm-hmm. and I'm like you big jerk and I like snatched them off and put them <laughs> in my closet because I hate yeah. when people like, yep yeah my, my girlfriend that, has but, yeah. she'll like she'll draw something and be like oh this is awful or oh this reminds me of when I when I wasn't as good of an artist like I want to burn these I'm like no don't <laughs> well, do that yeah well, I, I mean I'm not gonna say everyone's gonna get all rich or something you know but see that's another construct like that you have to make a lot of money on it for it to be valid just like keep doing it that's what's awesome about that's what's awesome about indie games you know it's not about the money most of the time i mean you said like some people come in to make money but it's about the passion that you have but um I think yeah, yeah. I do have to say that I first of all I've, I was already looking forward to playing this, but after hearing you talk about the, talk yeah. about it and how talk about passion, how passionate you are about the game and, and how much thought you put into it and everything like that, I cannot freaking wait to play this game. Like I, the hype train. Yeah, I want. I want to. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be like creeping oh, on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Now. Hold on. This is appropriate time. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, yep. uh, but yeah, I cannot wait to play it, and I'm gonna be creeping on uh, your page like every, every, every week at least. <laughs> Just checking this. Like he said, December first, but maybe it's earlier. But um, yeah, I can't I wait. It. <laughs> Is he gonna have to get a restraining order on you, Josh? Shh. Quiet. <laughs> anyway, well, that was. That was <laughs> that was an awesome uh, that was an awesome interview. Thank you, Jay, for for answering our questions, and uh, we'll see you in the next bumper <laughs> or in the next segment of our show since you're sticking around. And uh, if you didn't know, the next segment of our show is, of course, starting the riot. Huh? 
And this week on Starting the Riot, we have a very uh, special game. It's so special. So so special, that's why it's so sparkly, if you uh, take a look at the pictures. It is called Freedom Planet. Um, Freedom Planet is actually, it, it reminds me a lot, like a lot uh, 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 of Sonic. Um, like the yeah. like the Game Gear and, and Sega Genesis Sonic. Um, the only instead of rings, there's crystals, and the only thing is, it's like Sonic with, like with 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 brawling in it. It's interesting. Uh, I, I would say I would say it's more it, it's more like uh, it's more like Sonic and um, oh shit, what was that game we talked about not too long ago? Uh, Concursion. You mean like as far as changing scenes go, or what? Well, how, no, how it... I mean as, as far as because like each each scene that you're in uh, is you know you have X amount of things that you have to collect, and mm-hmm. then as soon as you collect it, the game ends. So it's kind of like convert con- oh. conversion there, but it does the the artistry and stuff like that. I'll give you is definitely definitely well, has a Sonic vibe. The, it's not even just the artistry, but like some of the mechanics, like the, the some of the characters. I don't know if it's all the characters, but when I was watching their demo or their uh, trailer, I mean. Um, even one of the characters even did like the the sonic spin type of deal going around like loops and stuff bouncing off those springy boards um, yeah things like that that's where you get the sonic vibe from but it's it's not and at first glance that's and I'm reading reviews and stuff like that on steam everyone says at first glance you're like oh it's like a sonic clone but it's not at all once you start playing it you you see how much of it like it's 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 its own game maybe draws a little bit of inspiration from that um but there's different characters uh that have different powers and they help you get through different stages uh and things like that for instance just to give an example one of the characters lilac has dragon powers where you can whip enemies with your hair spin um and you can she's, fly she's the she's uh, the main character uh, uh, josh i think i think you'll understand that her name is sash lilac i think I what know. I, I'm looking at the. She character. has a full name. She has a full name. Oh, excuse. Well, I'm looking at their. I'm looking at their website. All right. Yeah, so I am too. It's just as, it says as lilac. You can use. You oh, know what? Hit the characters tab. Oh, screw you. I'm not. I'm not hitting. <laughs> just go, I'm, to spite you, I'm not hitting characters tab. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, the 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 point still stands that they each have their own um, attacks and things like that. So it's not just Sonic where you're just trying to speed run a level and collect rings. You're actually trying to. Well, you're doing that but to collect the the gems, but you're actually uh, kind of brawling a little bit as with your powers and, and getting through. It's like it's it's almost like um, I don't know. I'm trying to think, I can't. Anyway, there's <laughs> words. Yeah, I, I can't. What uh, that the the guy who made um, Doom was it? He made a platforming game, I believe. That this sort of remind you know what you guys keep talking. I'm gonna figure that out. Um, they also have they also have uh, uh, like hidden pathways that you can go. So so maybe oh that's what it was. Duh, I'm freaking stupid. Sonic mixed with like Mega Man kind of. Mega Man. Yeah, I was gonna say Mega Man. But, but like in you know like in Mega Man uh, X is the one that I've seen play. I I personally hate Mega Man. <laughs> I'm like the only one on Earth that hates Mega Man. Um, but in this game, <laughs> in this game, I love how it's mixed with the Sonic essence of it. That's what makes me love it. Um, it looks so the, a little like Jazz Jackrabbit or whatever to me. Yeah, I, I think Jack that's and, the one, I think that's what I was talking about. Mm, I, don't I also know. get a, it has a little bit of hair. Sonic, but not, and it has gems I think too. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's it's fully voice acted. There's uh, hidden pathways that you can go through there. Um, there's bosses obviously that you can get through, which is also very Mega Man ish. Um, 
because in like Mega Man X, you have like the different powers that you gain throughout the game that you can, you know, helps you fight different enemies. And this is kind of the same way, except instead of gaining powers, you use different characters. Um, and of course, there's unlockables with, uh, you know, mini games and achievements and artwork and music that they didn't uh, put into the game, um, but they had it on the side. Oh, so, okay, so. I- Something something worth mentioning. We were talking about the, the voice acting and whatnot. I didn't realize this. Uh, I downloaded and was playing through the demo, uh, and it might not be an option there, but you can actually choose between full voice acting, text boxes like you would get in an RPG, or just skip all of that and you the game starts and you go. And Actually, you and I, Tech, have a, a, a voice actor friend in common in this. Uh, Seymour, you know him? Uh, what was, what was his, um... Patrick Seymour. Oh, yeah! Yeah, Patrick Seymour is, awesome. is a voice actor in this game. It's cool um, watching all those people be more successful than us, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say, well, I wouldn't say, I, well, I personally, anyway, have gone in a different direction. Yeah, yeah, um, But, uh, it, it, just to give you a little bit more information on, on the aspects of the game, it is available for Windows and Mac. I don't see a Linux. It's, it's so. not even really... No fully implemented on Mac. They say that um, uh, they could try running it on a Windows emulator, but they expect performance to be slower. Yeah. And um, it's available for direct download on PC and as well as Steam. And uh, they have a playable demo. They have a playable demo. Well, you said that. (laughs) Yeah, the playable demo. Well, you can go go, click the link because it's obviously, again, it's going to be um, in... You know, in in our description, uh, and the developer, which I should have said earlier, is Galaxy Trail Games. Uh, I also want to say something that Jay might find really cool, and actually me too. Uh, I th- I think this was coded in Multimedia Fusion. Is it? Yeah. Who said? Wait, where did you see that? No way. Uh, so, on, so so in the FAQ, uh, there's a question. The game crashes and displays message saying Multimedia Fusion application has stopped working. Yep. Which only says <laughs> multimedia fusion. Yep. That's I mean, that's that's one of the downsides of multimedia fusion too. Oh, oh crap! And actually, I'm sorry. I just I I was just looking through the thing and I just realized something. Uh, I think it's the first person. It might have been the first person that we featured as an indie musician on the show. Wolfel mm-hmm. does oh, the yeah. music. Wow. This, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We're just now learning about this. You know, I just looked because they have credits down to the bottom, and I was just yeah. reading through, and and I just saw her name. I was like, I recognize that from somewhere, and it's like, oh yeah, we put, the, we we feature her on the show. So congratulations, Wolf. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, stuff. So do you guys have any other questions about, or what? What do you think about the game? I really like how they're uh, they they set the characters up like those old school uh, manuals in for the games that you would get when you'd buy an old console game where it had all the characters and, yeah. uh, you know, they'd have a little blurb about them or even like in the, the end credits of, um, I think it is Mega Man games where they would have a little, like the names of all the, the villains or, and, and things that you've been killing throughout the entire thing. And, and that just adds a little bit more, I guess, depth to it. Even though all these characters are speaking roles in the, in the game, I just really like that they included all the individual characters, how they are like on the site with, with pictures just felt it, it feels like nostalgic. Yeah, exactly. Nostalgia all the way. Yeah. 
I also want to do. I do want to mention that the uh, the the soundtrack for it is fantastic, at least for the demo version. Because um, unfortunately, I can't afford the fifteen dollars right this moment. But uh, the the soundtrack on that was this game is just absolutely amazing. It was upbeat. It was perky. Like it. It wasn't like it was a rhythm game, but it was close enough to that it was like you 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 felt like each each soundtrack for each little scene in the level was perfectly suited for what was going on there. And, and Rev, uh, I'll tell you, the game is very colorful and nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you no, know, Reverend is uh, is mono is a monochromat. Is that monochromat? Yeah, yeah. I use the oh, right wow. word. So if you so do, so if you do the rhythm game with the alien or with the robots, I mean, uh, take that into mind. <laughs> yeah. Can you see any hues, or is it just? Uh, it's it's black, whites, shades, and grays, shades of gray, and uh, the uh, like. I I can usually pinpoint what type of color it is. Okay. Uh, I trained myself doing doing theater, like lighting for live theater. Uh, okay. So, like, I have two Nintendo DSs that we confiscated from my kids sitting back here next to me. And uh, one of them is a uh, reddish color and one of them is a bluish green color. Ah. Uh, but but <laughs> that's just from, like, learning that particular shade of gray means that kind of color. Right. So... Uh, the only other thing that I did want to mention, and this is this is something I'm kind of been on a kick about recently, is this game doesn't have the fastest iteration. Uh, if you screw up and you need to restart the level, all the way or at the beginning, die, it goes all the way back out. And you have to reselect the scene, and then you have to start it again. So, like, it, it's not an all the way to the beginning because, like, you you've got the. Uh, they only gave you one full level and inside that level there's like 12 scenes and so uh, each scene being its own standalone type deal within that the greater theme so if you screw up on one of the scenes uh, you know and you have to pause restart it goes back that's that's not too bad that's fairly common but uh, when they introduce spikes which are basically instant death unless you have lots of health things um you hit that and it actually drops you all the way back out to the menu to select the new to reselect that scene so if you're one of those people that like wants it good and fast and you know think think super meat boy style quick when you you screw up it's a little bit slower paced when it comes to that but they used to do that I mean, you only played the demo, so maybe it's different in the full game, but I mean, do they have any kind of checkpoint system at all? Well, yeah. Each each scene is its own. Like once you oh, okay. once you unlock the scene, okay. that's your point level. Well, okay. So 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 that scene is short enough to yeah. to make it not like rage inducing. Because like for instance, just to, as Sonic to give an example, they had those little like flags that would go around if you died. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this is much much sl- uh, much smaller sectioning. Uh, it, I, I played it for about fifteen twenty minutes and I got to scene ten, um, and That's that a was long demo. Yeah. Well. Well, I guess they, for fifteen did, twenty minutes. Well, yeah. yeah, and and it's just the one level broken up into like twelve scenes, and uh, you know I I I'm a bit of a perfectionist and. You know, it wouldn't let me continue on until I got all of them, and I kind of screwed up a bunch. So probably about half of that was me trying to get this one little 
ring thing with my hair. So it's a, it was a lot of fun. I really I really want to get this game. If anybody out there really loves us and wants to buy us a copy of it, uh, I'm looking at you, Ogre. Uh, then uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely would. Otherwise, it'll uh, it'll wait until a payday. Absolutely. All right. Well, that is Freedom Planet. Awesome game. As always, because we have a reputation for bringing you quality games here at Indie Game Riot. But uh, you know what else is quality? Huh? Hookers. Things that haven't been released yet? Things that haven't been released yet? Early access type things? Things on Kickstarter, for instance. <laughs> Those are the things that we have in Peep Show. Please give all your attention to... Early access. <laughs> And this week on Peep Show, you guys are probably getting tired of hearing me say that, but uh, I like these kind of things. Uh, we've got a new game that has hit Kickstarter, and uh, it is called Avalon Lords, the MMO RTS uh, that is done by a fantastic group of people, uh, Animus Interactive out of New York. Uh, their team comprises some relatively big names. Uh, you might have heard of David Wu. Uh, no? Anybody? No? Okay. Yeah. You, I've heard the name. You, you, yeah. He uh, he was the CTO, the, the chief technology officer for this minor game called Halo 4. Uh, Halo what? Excuse me? Halo what is this? Photo? Yeah. Brushed under the rug, you know, under the radar sort of deal. Yeah. That was, must be Indian. Tiny... Yeah. <laughs> um, so they, they've got a really good team going on this. Uh, I'm friends with a couple of them, and no, they did not pay me to talk about this. I love the idea of an MMORTS game, and when I found out about that they were doing this and I saw their first trailer, uh, I have been following them nonstop since. I've been, I've been hounding their community manager, you know, saying, hey, uh, keep me informed i want to know so uh right now they uh they are attacking they're asking for a hundred and fifty thousand dollars they're currently at about seven and a half grand uh, let me uh, let me let me interrupt you real quick um okay. we talked on previous episodes about kickstarters asking for a shit ton of money and one hundred fifty thousand dollars is no small task do you sure. think i mean first of all i know this is an mmo of sorts so yes. that in itself is pretty grand, and I know that's going to need a lot of funding. Do you think $150,000 is a lot to be asking for this game, or do you think that's right on I, the dot? I was looking at that, and then my first thought was, wow, that's kind of a lot of money to make a, a game on Kickstarter. And then I looked up top, and I said the, I saw the MMO part of it, and I'm just like, no, that is probably that the least amount that they could have possibly asked for to make this game actually possible. Mm. Because, okay. like, and, you know, because that's the problem. Yeah. That, yeah, we've talked about it in previous episodes. <laughs> that's my so, take. But they, 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 they did break it down. They did break it down on their Kickstarter page, which is uh, linked in the chat for those of you guys that are, are watching this live, and it'll be in our show notes uh, for those of you that are getting the, uh, the post version. Um, basically, they are... Uh, the reason they're running this now, they have five full-time and six part-time developers, seven artists and musicians, and five writers, marketing, and community management folks, uh, and, on and only a couple of them are being paid. Uh, the rest of them are doing this in their, their day job, you know, in the breaks between their soul-sucking day jobs. <laughs> so... Um, 
they need what they're what they're looking for for this is going to uh, a it's going to do three more months of, of salary for the coding and art teams uh, to get this to a playable alpha um, as well as hosting for the MMO servers and software licensing that is that is generally what this is all going to go for um, the the thing that, that that really sparks me about this uh, in a, in addition to a lot of the the uh, pledge rewards that that kick around um like i i really want to get my my personal emblem like my my sword fighting units emblem and my banner into the game mm-hmm. uh fortunately i don't have the uh 100 or so odd dollars that it would take to do that but um like, like i want to so they the, the biggest draw to this game, aside from the fact that it's real-time strategy in an MMO format, is just how absolutely fucking sexy this game looks. Like this is this is this is AAA quality graphics, uh, and you know we, we we hash on we hash on that a lot. Um, or re- rephrase, a lot of people hash on that, you know, well, graphics aren't everything, blah, blah, blah. But when you're doing something of this scale, that you have the ability to, I mean, I, I don't think WoW looks as good as this. Now, granted, I haven't played World of Warcraft in, you know, a dozen I, I, years. I agree that WoW does not look as good as this. And, and yeah. so, be, between the, the RTS aspect, the MMO, and just how absolutely sexy this looks and the fact that it's you know it's in a medieval-esque time period which i absolutely adore um this game literally i don't think could do any wrong uh you know in in my book now with i've never actually played an mmorts i mean can you think of what can you think of an example i used to um frequent the game shattered galaxies Okay. Uh, which was a it's a sci-fi MMO that's still up, but no one really plays it anymore, which kind of sucks. And it was a uh, like a, a two point five D asymmetric um, MMORTS, but the, and I was actually gonna use this as an example. Um, I've seen MMORTSs where it's small squad tactics, where you and your faction mm. are in a battle. You have you are in control of your squad of units to try and, uh, you know, fight the other squad of units. And throughout the game, you unlock things, get different units, get upgrade your units, possibly get better units. The more you play, the better you are. Um, And tactics really came into it because it was, you know, small squad tactics. And when all of your units were dead, like that you had, you know, in reserve, you were done. Um, And looking at this, like this is a really ambitious thing to do. Say, hey, we're going to be a mostly full-scale, like, tactical MMORTS where you have a, a group of soldiers in, a, in an army and you are fighting another army that just came from fighting the army that they just tore through, get ready. And, yeah. I, like, I'm... I, I really hate to be skeptical about that, but I'm almost a little bit, like... Well, you kind of tentative on it you kind of have to be because i mean you're talking about how ambitious it is and one of the things is you don't hear very often you don't hear uh indie developer and mmo in the same sentence unless you unless it's the sentence of any developer mmo fails on kickstarter right (laughs) right here's the thing here's the thing and i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this in as as a counter to that um 
and 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 I did mention I, I I specifically mentioned the 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 fact that David Wu was the CTO for Halo Four, um, for for a very very realistic reason, and that is uh, Halo Four happened to be the number one on Xbox Live system for uh, like about a month and a half because everybody hated it and could play Call of Duty later, but. Um, you know this the david has experience like you don't get into a cto position at a company and this is from somebody who does it work you don't get into a cto position and not know how to do how to scale things properly mm-hmm. so he ha- he obviously has enough experience under his belt that microsoft of all people is going to hand them you know, hand him Halo yeah. or and say, yeah. make sure the technology to support this works. So given the team that he that they have built up around Avalon Lords, I am absolutely balls to the wall certain that it's going to you know, provided that they make their funding and all of that and 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 can continue on from there. I have absolutely no doubt that this game is going to hit release. No I, I- I also expect that they're probably going to have some outside investors come in within the next ten days. Seriously, oh, like it, it literally could happen. I know. I know there was. I, I. I don't know exact details, but I do know that there was. Uh, there. There was some mention of that. Uh, that that can be inferred. <laughs> if the Yogg's cast can can. Uh, no, no, don't even talk about <laughs> nonsense. But uh, three things too. I just want to mention one. First of all. At least, what I'm when I'm looking at this game, three things that pique my interest. One, I love RTSs. I've never played an MMO or RTS. Uh, it's always been things you know like Civ, uh, Civ Five, or um, uh, Age of Empires, and things like that. Um, so that this is very intriguing to me of, of how an MMO RTS would work because I've never played the game that you were talking about or anything like that. Um, second is that how customizable this is because you just Rev you were talking about making banners and making insignias um, things like that and if by the way and if you uh, that's that that is that is a that is a pledge reward yeah I was not okay. necessarily in game I was gonna say if you if you pledge uh, like a, I think it's like a thousand dollars you can have a you can have a freaking statue created in your image you can be you can be a god among men <laughs> in the game uh, and then the third thing is um, Oh, now you you, you you ruined it. I can't think. It was your words. Don't blame us for you, your lack of ability. <laughs> you uh you, you interrupted me. Um, crap. You okay? Continue. It, okay. it four hundred dollars to get the uh to get the uh, kingdom banner. Yeah, I, I I so do. Like I have the image already in hand. It's my my husband made a banner that has our unit emblem and then my personal emblem. I. I need four hundred dollars so that I can yeah. put that in the game and be like, yeah. Start, talk, start start talking to all your sword sword fighting buddies and be like, pool for this. Everyone needs to pool for this. <laughs> um, so, uh, and, and any questions on this? Like, like it, it it's. I'm in love. But what can I say? Well, you- I want to play an MMORTS. Like, like my what was it my first my first computer game that I actually bought that wasn't shareware was like Total Total Annihilation and like that other than click and play pretty much defined my childhood and then Age of Empires 2 I just can't fathom a persistent like shared world no okay. game does that yet 
like well, right this, now. Yeah. This one's not a this one is not completely persistent. So each each server that comes online is going to have its own procedurally generated terrain and and you know here's where your kingdom starts etc. And it will have its own uh, server victory conditions. You know control eighty five percent of the world or you know murder everybody else etc. So it's That's more like matches, not a not a not a well, constant. but it's a massive. But it's it's a massive world, and you know they're not. It it doesn't appear that it's going to be one of those little things like like world domination is one of the and the servers, and they're estimating that based on what they've got right now, it's going to take six months to complete that challenge, and so. You know, once the once the victory condition for that server is is completed, they leave it open for a little while longer so that they can get, you know, this was the person that won and then here's second place and here's third place. And then they close that server down. As soon as the victory condition is completed, they bring up a new server and I'm sure they're going to be, you know, doing load testing and stuff so that there so, will be enough servers for everybody. Do things, do things carry over then though? Like with yeah. your, yeah. I, I figured that from what I found, the thing that carries over is that if you win one of those, you get a lot of awesome in-game things that don't change gameplay, but uh, I think it's like cosmetics, if I read that correctly. Yeah, a lot of cosmetic wow. stuff, and uh, go ahead. I like that concept. I, I like it more than maybe like an EVE, like always... Better like, than pay-to-win type stuff. Be, yeah, you, you get... You make these little stories over like a few months, and then it's known as like the war of whatever you know yeah. I, I like that it's cool and, and and it becomes part of the ongoing history of the yeah. game that is um, you're making your own lore yeah yeah working. pretty much your your own history lesson and then they did they did mention on the kickstarter that they are going to be running at least one server that has no end game conditions that's just a social server so if you want to play it casually nobody else can can uh, come in and destroy your cities um, or, or completely murder you uh, but uh, the the general servers like like I said this is a you're, you're absolutely correct it's ambitious but it's ambitious in a fantastic way yeah I remember the third thing I was gonna say now um, oh. <laughs> the the lack of microtransactions is yes. fantastic because we all I think we've all talked about our disdain for that. Um, I mean, I can't say disdain because I understand it. Because especially if you're going to make it free to play, how are you going to make your money? But um, improperly implemented, right? Is what the yeah. ones that bother us. With that uh, said, this is this is subscription based, correct? Yeah, it is. It is going to be a typical MMO um, as we would understand it. Um, you you buy the game and then you pay a monthly subscription fee. Um, most of the pledging and the Kickstarter, anything above, I think it's like the twenty dollar level. Let me scroll back up and get that. Uh, yeah, anything at the fifteen dollar level or more gets a copy of the game and a three month subscription at launch. So Can you, um, I'm looking if there's a way to buy a lifetime, uh, a lifetime, I, I, like, like, a, like, like you, you, if they, it doesn't look like they do not in the rewards. It doesn't look oh, like, see if they were offering, they them, have the they rewards are like three months of discounted yeah. subscription, uh, when it launches, that's, that's oh, the rewards. It's, they a, have. it's, it's three months. It's a three month subscription. That's what I said. Straight. 
Oh, yeah. oh they um, had an early bird early bird special where it's discounted. I saw on their website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if if they were like, and this is a really big thing for for businesses in general. If you sell lifetime subscriptions, people will pay just for that. Like if oh. they had a if they had a it's like seven hundred dollar pledge. All you get is the game and a lifetime subscription. Everyone would buy that one. Everyone would. Yeah. Um, the last thing is I wanted to just kind of hit a point on. So um, to help Avalon Lords, Jay mentioned before we got into the, the segment um, about how their trailer doesn't show gameplay footage for a few minutes. It, um, it, I checked what, it. it does? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it does? Uh, it, it's towards it's, the end of the video. Well, no, yeah, it said I mean, that's what I meant. Footage. Oh, yeah, no, within within about three minutes, you're right. Yeah, so, and and Jay was mentioning how they, they don't put gameplay footage in, like, first three minutes and how important it is to get it in within the first 30 seconds so people see that and they're like, okay, this is what the game's actually going to be. They feel safer. They f- it's more transparent that way. They want to know what they're going to play. They don't want to see some freaking movie play out in front of them. Um, so, but with that potential, I guess, mistake... Uh, aside on the Kickstarter, try wh- whoever's listening to this. Um, try to look through that and get through to the gameplay. There's gameplay footage further down the page too. Um, yeah. Yep. So I go. Hope they make it. I was just. I was yeah. just saying because my first Kickstarter, like it, that was a big reason that you know I, I that it didn't succeed. But I I hope <laughs> it makes it. God, it looks so good. Yeah. Why? So so get yeah. so push through that. Don't 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 be like oh there's no gameplay footage and then just close it. Look through. You'll see the gameplay footage. Just scroll down. See more game, gameplay footage. And the gameplay footage looks awesome and it looks fantastic. Or if if anything else, at least trust what we're saying. Have yeah. we ever steered you guys wrong? I don't think so. We have we have yeah. yet to back a Kickstarter that fails. Yeah. Um. Well, that's not true actually. Well, like like fails, <laughs> it's funded and then dies. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay. I was going to say, Bald Boy didn't, I don't think, made it, yeah. but they are still going to make the game. But anyway. Yeah, it does. Um, looks fantastic. Anything else you have to say, Rev, about Avalon? No. Any, any last minute questions? Any questions from our audience? Uh, anything like that before uh, we move on? Yeah. It doesn't look like it. I, I think it might be time to move from something subscription to something a little less subscription. Like free fun? And finally, for this week's free fun, we have a game called Oh My Fat Guy. Uh, and it is a it's a very simple game. You play as a guy who is rolling down a hill uh, or uphill, depending. You're basically just rolling <laughs> and uh, you try to collect food. And the more food you collect, the bigger you get. And it also is sort of like a food armor sort of deal to where if you p- pick up enough food, uh, you can survive a hit. But if you get hit again you deflate uh there are also speed uh speed peppers that make you go really fast and it speeds up the, the music as you go and then there are also uh ice cream cones i think they're, i think they're ice cream cones no they're like little slushies yeah and, um and, and you hit those and then everything slows way down and even the music slows down uh and, it, and it's a really simple uh one button uh controls you hit space to jump uh there's some platforming in there and I haven't hit a level that I think it's I very think twitch. Yeah, it's it's very twitch, and it's also 
uh, somewhat random. Like I, I've hit certain elements in levels that I've remembered from previous levels, but I haven't ever had the exact same level where I could remember exactly. Okay, spikes are here. Okay, there's a there's a hot pepper over this way that'll push me really far and really fast. Um, so there's a lot of replayability in that. And um, at the end of each uh, each time you die, you get how far you got you you rolled and uh, how much food you collected and your general score with that. And so you can basically try to beat your uh, your best scores uh, in the game. And it's really just, it's a fun game. You're like, oh, I'm kind of bored. Click on the link, play the play the game for a few minutes you know okay i got pretty far but you can it really gets it really gets you you talk about you talk about a lot of the free games like being the kind of game that you can sit down and play while you're waiting for a bus this is one of them right yeah yeah really because it's not it doesn't take i mean it takes long if you're really good at it but it's one of those where it's just like you just keep it's like kind of like flappy bird was except flappy bird is completely stupid um you know you know what this game really reminds me of do you remember the old kitten cannon Flash game, yeah, uh, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, is, this is basically like as I was playing it today, I was literally going, "Wait a second, this is an awesome version without cats." So, <laughs> the fat guy. <laughs> so, uh, any other information you'd like to tell um, us about? Who developed it? Uh, you know, I don't actually have the uh, the page Sub-le-gaming. open. Sublegaming, yeah, sublegaming. I can't, I can't open it or else you guys will hear all the uh, music that it plays. And the music's pretty good, too. Uh, I've been playing it during this conversation. I like the burger. <laughs> I like the yeah. big hot dogs and burgers that are just in the background and the parallax layers yeah. going by. <laughs> oh, I got frozen. Ah. Yeah, yeah. And, and you notice, like, the music slows down. When there's you do a chili that. pepper yeah. that will speed you up or take you out of the frozen state if you are already frozen. Um, so that is Oh My Fat Guy, our free fun game of the week. Um, but at the end of uh, free fun, you know what time it is. It's it's time to end the show, unfortunately. All good things must end. Um, first thing, I though, I know, I know. We could be here all night and keep Jay digitally imprisoned and <laughs> ask him more questions and everything like that. But um, until <laughs> and, and make him slave away until he finishes Dropsy and we can play yeah, it. Yeah, really. Um, but uh, before before we go into how uh, other ways that you can contact us and keep up with us, um, let me just say that the music that you've heard during the show is by Dutton Says Hi. So go check out that link. Um, fantastic music. Thank you so much, Dutton, for allowing us, or Dutton Says Hi, for allowing us to use your music. Um, support indie video game musicians as well as the devs. And uh, during Jay's interview, we've also, uh, that was not Dutton's music, that is Jay's music that he's allowing us to kind of sample while uh, during that interview, and uh, which of course is amazing because Jay has some freaking awesome stuff, and you should go support Thank his you. music as well. You're welcome, Jay. And uh, now, as I mentioned too, we have ways that you can contact us and keep up with us uh, with all the updates and things like that. First Before of all, we do that. what what what? Before we do that. You can contact Jay Tholen. He's got his website, oh, yeah. jtholen.net. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. Or just yeah. search Dropsy the Clown, and everything pops up. And all the links yep. are going to be in the description anyway, and yep. on our uh, various things. Um, first of all, for those of you listening to the recorded version, we do have a... Uh, we are recording live. Um, so thank you to all the viewers who are here. Um, and it's more than last week, so that's that's a good thing. Yep. <laughs> and hopefully that will keep improving. And um, we uh, we record live on hitbox.tv slash Josh and Yah. That's J-A-S-H-I-N-Y-A. 
those of you listening live, we have recorded versions that have bumpers and background music, and you don't listen to our ramblings in between. Uh, <laughs> so it's a lot shorter. Uh, but that is on uh, youtube.com slash Gaming, And uh, to keep up to date with us, uh, we use Twitter, Facebook, all that sort of stuff. On Twitter, uh, our handle is at IGR Podcast, Facebook.com slash IGR Podcast. We also have a Reddit community, reddit.com slash r slash Indie Game Riot. Our website for the time being is igrpodcast.webs.com. There's a contact form that you can reach us via the website, or you can email me directly at joshandyachtgaming uh, at gmail.com. And yes, I did mention the Reddit. Yes, <laughs> I did Guess what you give the whole mention. link. Guess what you didn't mention? Uh, that Enabling the evolution. Oh. No, that too. But you didn't mention the brand new merch store that we have on the site. Uh, yeah, well, I mentioned it last time. I'm not. I try well, yeah. not to. I try not to beg for people, you know, to yeah, do well, that. If they want to support us, they can support us. People buy stuff, but we're just saying, you know, if you if you like the if you want an indie game riot shirt or a mug, you know, you want to you want to wake yourself up with some riot in the morning. Get your uh, riot gear. Yeah, get your riot. That was a brilliant idea. By the way. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Have you said that before? Uh, Did you yeah. just make that up? Yeah. No, yeah, that's. No, I have that, that on the page. Like, yeah. uh, like that's yeah. brilliant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, get your riot gear I don't know on. Why we keep Josh on this show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the genius that I am. Yeah. And uh, the one thing, though, that I can ask, because I've never asked in any of the other videos, the one thing that would actually help more than anything, at least at this point, is if you love the show, if you love supporting indie devs and indie video game musicians and all that sort of stuff, spread the word about the show, because the bigger the show gets, the more we can do for indie devs like Jay here. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, that wasn't meant to sound uh, unenthused. Excited. Really nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Well, right. Indie game riot. So, uh, yeah, indie game riot. No, we're enthusiastic. <laughs> so, uh, to show your enthusiasm, everyone enthusiastically say goodbye. Have a good one, guys. That wasn't enthusiastic. Bye. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll see you guys next time. Toodles! And then we'll move on to your interview. Since we don't have an interview bumper, I was thinking about making one, but I, don't, I, don't, I guess it's not really worth I don't it. think we have time for yeah. that. I'll well, make I mean, one right now. Oh, nice. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, what is it called? Is it Indie Game Interviews? What is it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, That's okay. the thing. Uh, whatever you want with it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you, design, you, you, you do it whatever you want it to be. There you go. That's okay, I'm cool. going to do it. I'm going to do it right now. All right, do it. <laughs> Indie Game Interview Injection! Okay. Right. That was awesome! We'll cut All that right. One. That was really cool. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Okay.